0: Listening to the Miracle Word Podcast, we believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. I wanted to do this with you guys today because I I was thinking about this. You saw it in the title, take a minute, by the way, to share it. If you haven't five things that mentally strong Christians don't do five things that mentally strong Christians don't do. Um, one of the things that I believe that we've seen exposed over the last, uh, few, not just this year, last year, I'd say 18 months, 20 months or so is we've seen Who's truly on the Lord's side. A lot of things have been exposed as you, um, as you know, a lot of things have been exposed. Uh, people's hearts have been exposed. One of the things that blew me away, I had no idea what was coming. And I started to prophesy in November of 2019 that in 2020, uh, people would be exposed. Some things would be torn down. God himself would tear things down that he was never in. He would raise up things that nobody's ever heard of before. And, um, it it blows my mind to see how that came to pass, but, um, it, it really exposed some things. And there were people that we thought were, uh, stronger in the faith, meaning they backed off the message. They backed off the word of God. They backed off the standard in 2020 and 2021, and it exposed a lot of stuff. But one of the things that, uh. Saddened me. It didn't make me angry. It didn't get me. Fr- it sad It brought. I was saddened by it to see so many believers that were not ready to fight the fight of faith. That's that's what I mean. You know, they. The Bible says faith is a fight. Paul told that to Timothy. He said, "Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on eternal life." One of the things that saddened me is to see so many Christians who were not. Prepared to fight the good fight of faith, and they were falling to the wayside left and right. I mean, people were struggling, and I think really that's the reason the Lord spoke to me. Y'all, many of you remember last year, uh, to just go straight in when I got home, and and do those Spirit of Faith sessions. Uh, absolutely, I got so many messages when that was done thank you. That saved me. That helped me. Uh, I was really struggling during the lockdown, all that. And those, the only thing that kept me on the upside was those spirit of faith sessions. I got tons of messages like that. So I know it was the Lord. Um, exactly. Leslie, we weren't even being martyred like the apostles. Uh, but people were still, their faith was failing. And it made me, it really made me think, obviously, um, it does make a difference then who speaks into your life. You know, yesterday we had um, our pastor's appreciation uh, here for our uh, Bishop and Pastor Kathy, and um, we, we honored them. But one of the things that I uh, said yesterday as I was speaking was, um, I'm thankful for a pastor who even in the midst of persecution, you know, any any revelation that you preach from the Word of God, it, it carries a level of persecution. People will hate you for it. If just If you don't believe that's true, Just try uh, preaching on healing and being for divine healing and that God's against sickness and disease and that he wants his people healthy and whole and uh, preach that God wants you you to be blessed as his child financially and preach, you know, prosperity. I'm sure you've heard tons of people be like, oh, that's that health and wealth gospel, you know, and then they mock you and there's people that, you know, they come after you because of it. And because of the persecution and the, uh, the bad press, if you will, There are preachers who will not preach it. They won't preach divine healing. They won't preach on the blessing of God. They won't stand for it. And it's because of the the pushback, the persecution. Even some ministers have gotten soft in that area. And so, so, uh, oh, look at that. Diane's got a praise report. Today I got my religious exemption from COVID vaccination approved for work. Let us know where you work because I'd be interested to hear that. I'd be very interested to hear that, Diane, what type of a place of business it is. Um, And so I thought about how important it is not just to sit under the right people, but to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know, when you're a part of the kingdom of God, you're called to be strong. Paul actually gave that command to the Ephesian church, church in Ephesus. He said, be strong. In the Lord and in the power of his might. You don't have to command somebody to be strong if it's just an automatic thing when you get saved. So we know that there are Christians that are strong in the Lord and there are Christians who are not strong in the Lord. And so it's our responsibility to build ourselves up in faith and become strong in the Lord as Paul commanded. So today what I'm dealing with is I'm dealing with uh, five Things that mentally strong Christians do not do. Mentally strong Christians do not do. You have to be strong in your mind. You've got to be strong in your spirit and you've got to take a stand in life by faith. One of the things I, I was teaching yesterday, faith defines your future. It changes your family. It, it, it literally becomes the lens through which you see life. And so you have to allow yourself to step up by faith and do things other people aren't willing to do. And it takes that mental clarity, mental strength to be that person. And so uh, I want to deal with this today. I'm going to give you five things that if you're a mentally strong Christian, you won't do these five things. And so number one, thanks, Gina. Number one, the first thing mentally strong Christians don't do is they don't shy away from change. That's the first thing they don't do. There's Mike Swinney. Good to see you. Glad you're on. Uh, we're going to give you guys a call today, by the way. I just want to give you a heads up. I know you're busy, but we're going to give you a shout. Um, they don't shy away from change. Number one, mentally strong Christians are not afraid of things changing. You know, things are, if th- here's, here's the thing. If things aren't changing, there's actually a problem. You ever think about that? If things aren't changing, there's a problem. We want, we, not only do we invite change, we want change, we seek change. Think of it this way. Increase is change. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's as basic uh, as I can say it. Increase is change. You know, there's a problem. If I'm, if I'm uh, however big I am at five years old, If I'm still the same size I was when I was five, when I'm 35, there's a problem. There's a problem. You should be growing between five and 35. (laughs) And that's the problem that most people don't understand. There has to be change because there's got to be increase. God expects increase of every believer. He expects fruitfulness. He expects production. And people, lo- you know, the flesh loves to get settled into a routine. The flesh loves to get settled in to a pattern and never break out of it and because it's easy. It doesn't take any faith. It doesn't take any faith to, uh, to just settle into a routine, put life on cruise control, and just stay on that path for the rest of time. It doesn't take any faith to do that, but it takes faith to move forward and to see increased production, fruitfulness, it takes faith to do that. And so mentally strong Christians do not fear or shy away from change. You say, well, we've always done it that way. And that's how it, no, move forward, change, do something different. You know, one of the things I I, I think about often (laughs) is people want there to be different outcomes in their life without actually doing anything different in their life. What a dangerous place that is. You know, I was thinking about it because we were talking about our sowing yesterday. We're talking about giving. And I was thinking about my life and how God's been faithful to do what he said he would do and keep giving seed to the sower. And the more I sow, the more I recognize harvests come back. But the thing that blows my mind is that as I keep sowing, I keep seeing uh, different levels hit to where the seeds don't mean the same thing anymore. Now, this is what growth does to you. The seeds don't mean the same thing anymore. You know, if at one time in my life, $100 was a big seed to sow, I notice now it's nothing in a seed. Takes no faith. Takes no faith. It would be the same as going to work, you know, now that you're an adult. And bragging to people, y'all, y'all never going to believe what I did today. Everybody's like starting to gather around like, what happened? Oh man, you're, gonna, you're not going to believe this. I woke up this morning, put my shoes on and tied them by myself. Like everybody's just going to look at you like you're a, a nut job because you know why? That's an easy thing to do as an adult. That's an easy thing to do. And, and, and so what happens is as you change levels, as you grow, things that used to be hard are now becoming easy. And so they don't take the same faith that they used to take to accomplish. And so change is needed, increase is needed, growth is needed. And as you grow, growth is change, increase is change, and that's why the devil wants to keep you in a rut because he wants you to just keep doing the same thing over and over and over so that you never get go to any greater level. But notice this: as you are called to increase steadily. That means change is necessary. Well, if change is necessary, then there's going to have to be things we do on purpose that challenge our faith as we move higher. We always have to challenge ourselves to move higher, which means we've got to do something different. I have to change. I've got to do something different. I've got to do something that that stretches my faith to please the Lord. Stretch my faith to please the Lord. If you notice that it's too easy, then you're not doing something that takes faith. If, if what you're doing, listen, let me just say it to you this way. I heard it said this way once. I'll never forget it. If the vision you have can be accomplished by men, it's not big enough. If you don't need the help of God, you see what I'm saying? If what you're planning, what the vision that you've got, if you can accomplish it all by yourself, it doesn't take faith. If you don't need God to intervene so that you can do what you feel called to do, then it's not faith. You need to have a vision. You need to have something that's so big that you, have, that you say, Lord, I need you. I, I'm depending on you totally. I can't do this on my own. There's no way I could accomplish this by myself. I need the Lord. I need the Lord and I need him anyway. The Bible tells us it's a foolish thing. It brings a curse when we, put our trust in the arm of flesh, the Bible says, and in doing so, we turn our back on God, Jeremiah 17, five, that when we put our trust in men in the natural realm, then guess what? It brings a curse. Cursed is the man who puts his trust in the arm of flesh and in doing so turns his back upon God. I don't want to do something where I just depend on me. Or depend on the government or depend on some man or politician or whatever. I need something that only God can help me accomplish. And so, if you're a mentally strong believer, then you're not shying away from change. You're not backing away from change. You're looking for it. You're seeking it out. You're seeking it out. What are we doing today that's going to provoke that kind of change in our lives? You know, it's like I was, I was looking at, it makes me laugh. I was looking at The Rock on his Instagram page. You're familiar with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. And I was looking at him on his, on his Instagram page. Uh, all drugs aside, you don't get that big by lifting the same thing your entire life. You know, the same thing you lifted when you started lifting weights. You know, when you go to the gym, maybe, maybe all somebody can do on the bench press is one plate on either side. That's 135 pounds with the bar and a plate on each side, 135 pounds. I guarantee you that maybe there was a point in his life, that's what he started lifting weights with, but he didn't stay there. I guarantee you now when he's doing sets on the bench press, he's not doing 135 pounds. The Rock is doing much more than that because you can't get to that level of growth by doing the same small thing you've always done. Anybody that does that kind of work understands that the moment that you can do too many repetitions, it's time to increase the weight, right? Anytime you can do too many repetitions, it's time to increase the weight. And so you gotta think about life that way, that if you are able to just easily coast through life with no faith needed, it's time to increase the weight. I want you to put that in the comments section today. It's time to increase the weight. It's time to increase the weight, not the weight, like the waiting time. The weight needs to get heavier. Not that your yoke gets heavier. The burden gets heavy. It means faith is needed. It's time to employ more faith. If it's gotten too easy, if I'm able to coast, put it in the comments. It's time to increase the weight. And it is because God's looking for increase production, fruitfulness from his people. And so for every one of us that are, that's why I call you the victory tribe. I totally and utterly believe that you are the victory tribe, the people who see constant victories. That's my declaration over you. It's what I'm believing for your life. It's what I know you to be because of your hunger. Number two, the second thing that mentally strong Christians don't do is that they don't sit around worrying about things that can't be controlled. They don't sit around and worry about things that can't be controlled. That's one of the biggest wastes of time that you could ever engage in. Worry about things that can't be controlled foolishness. Because in fact, we we know from the scripture that we're, we are charged never to worry, never to worry. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, give thanks unto God. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, give thanks unto God. Don't sit around worrying about things that are out of your control. Do you know how much time? Let me just, you say, what do you mean by that? Let me give you an example of it. Do you know how much time I've I've spent sitting around worrying about whether or not evil men are going to crash the economy? I don't care. I don't think about it once because even if I did spend time thinking about it, you know, even if I, you know, and I pray for our nation, but I don't sit around thinking about how there's you know, a cabal of uh, wicked men with an antichrist spirit that are making plans to crash the United States economy. Like I'm not sitting around thinking about that. I'm not sitting around dwelling on that sitting around in anxiety. I'm just telling you, I know what they're doing behind the scenes and they've got a plan to crash the economy in the United States of America and reset it. I, I, I'm not sitting around thinking about that. Rather, I am rejoicing, giving God praise for his goodness in my life, thanking him. I'm not on that system anyway. I don't know if you saw what we posted. Uh, I posted this last night on Twitter and on Instagram. But in 2019... We gave the largest amount of money into the kingdom of God that we had ever given. And then 2020 hit and a pandemic hit and a lockdown hit. And guess what? We doubled our giving in 2020 from what we gave in 2019. And then in in 2021, we beat that goal in the first five months of this year. We gave more than all of 2020. God's faithful. We're not on that system. We're a part of heaven's system. Seed time and harvest works. God's system is far greater than man's system. And so I don't sit around worrying about what others are doing. Neither should you. What a waste of time to sit around worrying about things that uh, are outside of your control. And obviously nothing's outside of God's uh, control in that way. But you can pray, pray for your nation, but definitely don't sit sit around spending time. And there's people that do this. They listen to every podcast. They listen to every conspiracy theorist. They listen to every, and they're sitting around thinking about it. I'm just telling you right now there's stuff going on. (laughs) Am I worried about whether or not Trump is going back into the White House? Every time I hear one of these people talk, it's like it gets pushed back a month every time I meet one of them. You know, you know, in September, Trump's going to be going back. There, there's something going on behind the scenes right now. And Trump's going to be going back into the White House in September. And then September's like, you know, it's, it's pushed back now. It's October, early November. You don't. You, the reason you don't hear much because there's behind the scenes, they got a lot going on with constitutional attorneys and he's going to be going back into the White House probably end of October, beginning of November. It's like, I'm not sitting around worried about that. I don't care because my faith's not in a man. There are Christians who accept, it feels like they accepted Donald Trump into their heart as their Lord and savior and thank God for him. But he's not my hope. He's not my hope and he's not my help. <laughs> neither is Joe Biden. Neither is Obama. Neither is the Bush family. No, it's not. It's, 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 I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. You know, what makes me laugh. Let me just break this down. It's off. It's off topic, but let me just say this because I mentioned it. You know, there's all these, there's all these Christians that are like all bent out of shape about the Trump situation, the Biden situation, all this stuff, and and uh, you know the wrong, the wrong person went in, and really uh, whatever you want to say about it, and they feel like you listen to them talk, and it's like they feel like they can't even have victory unless the right person's in the White House. Let me help you with that. What do you say to people that are in countries that don't even have a democracy? What do you say to Christians that are living under a dictator? What do you say to Christians that are li- living living under some communist regime? You tell me, sorry, you, your country can't have victory because you can't elect your own political leaders. It has nothing to do with whether or not you can elect your own political leaders. has nothing to do with democracy. We don't live in the kingdom under a democracy. It's a theocracy. God reigns above all, and because he's our covenant Lord and that we're in covenant with him, there's nothing he cannot do for us, no matter what type of government that we're under. If you go back and read the Bible, the whole Bible, Old and New Testament, listen to what I'm saying. The whole Bible, Old and New Testament is God blessing his children, regardless of what the government was doing. That's exactly what the Bible, that's the story from the beginning to the end. The government oppressing God's people, and then God blessing his people, God delivering his people. You see what I mean? That's Old Testament. That's New Testament. That's Egypt. That's these nations, all these different things, wicked nations, wicked governments. Same with the New Testament. Same with the New Testament, and there's nothing wrong with preparedness and there's nothing wrong with wisdom, but I'm going to tell you something. I'm not doing anything by fear. It's not about what you do, it's about the motive behind how you do it, Steve. It's not about what you do. Nothing wrong with preparedness, nothing wrong with wisdom, nothing wrong with any of that. But it's the spirit with which you do something. Do you do it out of a spirit of fear or do you do it just using wisdom? Because I refuse to do anything by fear. I told him yesterday, I don't, I'm not going out and, and, you know, freaking out, running around town and buying huge boxes of toilet paper and paper towel. And, you know, I'm not doing it. Either the Lord can take care of me or he, or he won't take care of me and I'll wipe my bum bum somehow, <laughs> but I'm not freaking out running all over the place and elbowing three women in the head so I can get the last Charmin. I'm not worried about things I can't control. God will take care of us. God will take care of us. There's people freaking out all over the place, but mentally strong Christians don't sit around and worry. Don't do that to yourself and don't allow it in your house. Make up your mind today. My house is a house of peace. In my house, we don't worry. In my house, we're not nervous. In my house, we're not anxious. We give zero place. To a spirit of fear. I'll get leaves if I have to, lin <laughs> We'll go country on them. We don't allow the spirit of fear. As my wife has taught multiple times, Robert asks, why do you think Christians today struggle to be strong? It's because they're not getting the word into them like they should. That's why. They're not hearing preaching that builds faith in their heart. That's one of the main reasons. The Bible says that in the end times, there'd be a drought of the word, that there would be people that would just tickle ears. If all you hear is self-help messages every single week, self-help, 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 and nobody's building your spirit with faith. Nobody's putting the word of God into you, not showing you how to walk by faith. You got a problem. You've got a problem because it's, it's the, this is what builds strength. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you don't have the word preached into you, and there's no excuse today because there's so much available online. You could listen. I mean, literally we put miracle word radio out on our app. If you don't have that, you need to get it. I mean, just nonstop. You don't even have to think about what to listen to. You can literally just open it up. Click radio and click play. That's all you have to do. To show you real quick so you get this in your heart tonight. If you turn to Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy chapter 28, everybody loves to read the first 14 verses. You don't even have to think about what to listen to. We put it in the app. <clears throat> it's just nonstop preaching and teaching, nonstop faith preaching and teaching. So you can just turn it on, do whatever you do and let, and let God bless you. And it's free doesn't cost a dime, doesn't cost a dime. And people aren't ready because they're not taking the proper uh, nutrition into their spirit. And they're not, they're, you know, people go to churches. Uh, it blows my mind the reason people choose to go to a church. Well, it's close to my house. Oh, really? Is it a good church? I mean, imagine if you chose a surgeon that way. I really need this surgery really bad. And uh, I wasn't gonna go to a good surgeon, but this one was really close to my house. <laughs> He's actually next door and he's practicing to be a surgeon and he bought some tools on Amazon and uh, I it's thought it's a short walk. It's just a very short walk. No, I don't read the Bible. I'm preaching and teaching, Robert, preaching and teaching. It's free. Search Miracle Word in your app store. And so understand that. Don't worry. Don't allow worry to overtake your mind, overtake your soul. Don't do that. Number three. This is a big one. Mentally strong Christians do not resent the success of other Christians. Do not. Mentally strong Christians do not resent the success of other Christians. You know, I, I feel like people. It's like if it's not happening for them, they get super insecure, you know, and then they start getting jealous or getting angry or anxious, you know, I can't, why did he get that? Not me. How come she has that? Why did she get that? How come she's got to put, Lord, I've been believing for a, 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 my, my work to give me a promotion. How come she got one before? You know, Lord, I've been going to church longer. It's like people get all bent out of shape. They get all bent out of shape when other people get blessed. Liz, I don't think that's the case. It should work on all Androids and Apple products. It should work on every device. Works through the app, shouldn't have any issues. Um, They start resenting, They they start getting angry. It's like, celebrate the success of others. Celebrate the success of others. You know, I can't even imagine, you know, It's crazy because there's people, they won't do that It blows my mind. They think others have to fail for them to succeed. What a mistake to think that way. What a mistake to think that way. Others have to fail so I can succeed. You look at yourself internally. If you see another Christian have a, a setback, good morning, Brock. Love you. Tom ball, Texas is in the house. If you see another Christian have a setback and it somehow satisfies you or makes you happier, you finally feel relief. You need to look inside. There is a problem. There's a problem. It should, it, you know, when you see somebody have an issue that should bother you, you should do what you can do to help them. Not saying, thank God, you know, he was getting a little too big for his bridge. Like you don't want to think like that. And there's people all over the church that think like that. That other, you know, the Lord needs to put him in his place. I mean, they they get this bad attitude when people start getting blessed, celebrate, listen to me. One of the biggest keys to getting your own blessing, celebrate when other people get theirs, praise God on their behalf. When they, you know what? Somebody else gets blessed at your church, take off dancing and shouting in your church for what they got. Praise God. Like it was yours. Praise God. Like it was your breakthrough. Thank him that he's good. That his mercy endures forever. Watch what God will do for you when you start praising like that, rather than say, I don't know why he, I don't know why they got that instead of me. You know, I've been going to this church longer. I've been, you know, I've been fasting and praying longer than they've even been alive. You know, that's a problem when we start thinking like that. I want to see my brothers and my sisters blessed. You know, I prayed it the other day because I learned that lesson from Bishop Boyadepo. (laughs) And I thought, man, what a way to pray. I've prayed that for the victory tribe. Lord, if you won't bless them, don't bless me. If you won't bless them, don't bless me. Let them be blessed. Let them be abundantly blessed. Listen, it wouldn't bother me if, if every one of you. Yeah, it's true. Dylan's exactly right. It's big for ministries too. They're upset that other ministries are pushing the word of God and getting others saved and they still find a way to get upset. It's true. It's true. Let me tell you, it wouldn't bother me an ounce if every one of you logged on today and said, I've become a multimillionaire. I've become a multimillionaire. I've become, and I still hadn't become a multimillionaire and you'd been a multimillionaire. Every person could write in the comments. and I'm going to say, God, I can't believe that you wouldn't make me one for I'm going to be, I'm going to stand up out of this chair and start dancing around this desk because God blessed you so abundantly. Why would that bother you when you see a brother or sister get blessed or experience their increase? Don't get sucked into that because if you get sucked into that trap, then what it does is it puts you in a place of bitterness and uh, resentment where you can't get blessed. You know why you can't? And this is a, here's, here's the trick of the devil that we're exposing right now. The reason you can't get blessed when you get sucked into that is because the Bible teaches that faith works by love faith, works by love, huge, that's huge. Faith works by love. And I'm telling you, if we can't stay in love, then we can't stay in faith. And if we can't stay in faith, here's the dangerous part without faith, it's impossible to please God. If I don't stay in love, I'm not in faith. And if I'm not in faith, my life is displeasing to God. Danger, Will Robinson. It's an old reference. Some of you will get it. Danger. If I'm out of love, I'm out of faith. If I'm out of faith, I'm out of God's pleasure. And then where's the blessing going to come from? If he's not pleased with me, right? We, we look at that in Hebrews 11. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And anyone that comes to God, must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of who those that diligently seek him. You can't diligently seek God. If you're outside of faith, you can't diligently seek God. If you're outside of love, it's huge. Got to love the Lord, your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself and love rejoices when others are getting blessed. Think about that. Love rejoices when other people are getting blessed. (laughs) This is going to seem weird to you. This, this one that I'm going to give you next, this fourth one, that was number three, Bonnie. Let me give you number four. Mentally strong Christians do not fear or avoid alone time. Get that in your spirit. Mentally strong Christians do not fear or avoid alone time. There's people that they, they can't stand being alone. They've always got to have people around, always got to have people at the house, always got to be in a crowd of people, always have to have everybody around them. They cannot be alone and there's a problem there. They can't be alone with their own thoughts. They can't be alone with their own memories. They can't be alone with their own meditations. They're tore up inside. You know what I found? I was watching, I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. There's a show that airs on the History Channel. It's called Alone. I don't know if you've uh, ever seen that show on, on television. It's basically a survival show. And the survival show, they stick people out in the middle of nowhere. Sometimes the location changes, but they were using Vancouver Island for a long time British Columbia, and uh, sticking them out in the middle of nowhere and they have to just survive by themselves until they're the last man standing. And they don't know when that is because they can't get to any of the other people. And so you could stay, I don't know, I think I've seen some of them stay out there 80, 90 days. Some maybe over 100 days, I'm not sure the longest one. But I mean, you're out there for months and, and you have to film yourself. There's no camera crew. You're filming yourself. You're surviving on your own. And if you're not getting proper nutrition, food, whatever, they'll take you off and you can't win the, win the money. But you know what I found? Good morning, Ted. One of the things that I found that's it's mind-blowing is as I watch the show, I notice that there are people who, they do have the survival skills. Hey, Jaden, they do have the survival skills, but... I noticed from watching, mentally, they can't handle being alone. Mentally they can't deal with their own thoughts, with no one to talk to, no one to interact with, and they regret their past and everything, love you Joe. I mean, they can't, and I'll watch them, and they'll sit there on camera and just, you'll see them, they'll talk to the camera for a while and then they're they're sitting there and they're just thinking. And they're thinking, and then they cry. And then a couple days later, you'll see they'll do something. They'll do something that on purpose oh, I lost my knife. You didn't lose your knife. No survival expert loses their knife. You know, different things like I've just watched them do, and it's like they did it so that they could leave. They did it so they could leave. They can't handle being alone. No mentally strong Christian, <clears throat> no mentally strong Christian fears or avoids alone time. This is when the Lord begins to speak to you. <clears throat> this is when the Lord begins to speak to you. Scroll down, Maddie. Right there. Um, you know, what did Jesus do? Yep. What did Jesus do? Jesus would go out into the wilderness by himself early before the dawn, get alone by himself. Even when he took his disciples to the garden of Gethsemane, he left them in one spot and went in further to be by himself, to be alone. He took time alone, just him and the Lord. His father in heaven, he had to speak to his father. He wanted to be alone. I'll give you another great example. In the Old Testament, when Jacob was getting ready to have his name changed to Israel, he needed an encounter with God. Go back and read that story for yourself. You know what you're going to find out? He was by the river. I believe it was the Jabbok River. He was by the river, sent everyone across, his wives, servants, animals, children, everything got sent across and he stayed on the other side. He stayed on the other side by himself. And the Bible says that when he was finally alone, when he was finally by himself seeking the Lord, then he had an encounter with God and he wrestled all night long with the Lord until the day began to break and he changed his name. You've wrestled with God and prevailed. Your name shall be Israel and not Israel. Jacob, his identity change, his call, his purpose, everything God gave to him, it it came through that moment of being alone with God. Think about this, there are always too many and so many distractions in life, tons of distractions. Your phone's always going off, there's always something on TV, always something on the tablet, always something at work, always something in your email inbox. There's always people dropping by. You got family. You got things. There's always things going on. You need the time alone with the Lord to receive what he has for you. Don't allow, don't allow all the distractions of life or those feelings. You know, one of the things I'll help you with something before I give you the final one. One of the things that people struggle with is the enemy continues to bring up to them Who they used to be, all of the things in their life life previous, and then all these these things that they now regret and all that stuff, and it it tortures their mind. It's torment. They think about it. They imagine it. The, The enemy beats them up over it. And that's why knowing who you are in Christ is so important, because who I am now is not who I used to be. I'm a new creation. Old things are past away, dead, and all things have become new. (laughs) What does wrestle mean in that verse with Jacob? He actually physically wrestled with that individual. It means what it says. He, He literally wrestled and grappled and would not let go of the individual until he was blessed. I'll not let you go until you bless me. And what happens is we get pulled back into the past mentally and we start identifying again with all those same mistakes, all those same things until we feel inadequate, inferior, can't approach the throne of God with boldness, all these problems. And it's all a lie because God's redeemed you, remove those sins from your life. And it's not even who you are anymore. And people can't, they can't get alone. Other people, they can't get alone because they battle a spirit of fear. And anytime they get alone, they've got to have distractions. They've got to have people around. They've got to have all the lights on, all the music on, the TV on, the TV. IPad. Why? Because they have a spirit of fear that they're dealing with. Some, it's a spirit of heaviness and depression. And anytime they get alone, they start to get sad and they start to get weepy and they start to get, and I'm not saying that in a mocking way. I'm saying it's, a, it's an actual attack. It's an actual attack and they begin to battle that heaviness, depression, or that fear and anxiety or that regret, loneliness, all that. and it's something that the devil's using as an attack against your life. You've got to gain victory over it and become strong by the spirit. That's why Paul commanded them be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm going to get into that in just a moment. Let me give you the, uh, the final one here that'll help you. Mentally strong Christians, number five, do not expect immediate results. I'm going to help you with this. Seed time and harvest. When you sow a seed, many times there's a time of waiting before the thing grows and before the harvest comes. Don't get discouraged if there's a season where you're waiting for things to take place as you've been faithful. This is where uh, the devil can derail people. They they don't see something happen immediately, and then they quit their faithfulness. They stop doing what they know to do. They stop doing what the Lord called them to do. Well, I tried that for a couple of weeks and nothing changed. It, it takes longer than a couple of weeks, my friend. <laughs> it takes longer than a couple of weeks. Can you imagine going to the gym? And doing a full body workout and then standing in front of the mirror and be like, I look the same as I did before this workout. I'm not working out anymore. It doesn't change you. That's all a lie. It's a hoax to get you to have a gym membership. No, you don't change in one workout or 10 workouts. You change over a period of time as you're faithful, as you're faithful, which is why the Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing. For in due season, we'll reap if we faint not. Yeah, exactly, Aaron. You, God can do it quickly. I'm not saying God can't do quick things for you or that he won't do things quickly. But what I, the point I'm making is there's people that get discouraged if it doesn't happen immediately. And then they just, they throw their faithfulness to the wayside. And they start, oh, this stuff doesn't work. I thought, you, no, stay faithful. Stay on it. Keep doing what God called you to do. Keep pressing in, keep seeking the Lord. Don't let that thing fall to the side. Don't let your, don't grow weary in well-doing as the Bible says, but in due season, we will reap if we faint not. So I, you know, what's going to, I'm waiting for my due season. I'm not, I've not put in all this faithfulness, all this work, all the things I'm called to do. I've not done all of this to quit now. I've got due season, and there's not just, by the way, one due season. The more you faithfully sow and and act and and do what you're called to do, it's season after season, after season, after season, after season. Get ready for nonstop seasons, but you got to stay faithful. You have to stay faithful. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. Don't let culture talk you out of it. Don't let unbelieving friends and family talk you out of it. Don't let the media talk you out of it. You stay faithful and get your due season. Get your due season. Let me finish by telling you how to be strong because there's people watching, well, I deal with some of this stuff, but how do I stay strong? How do I stay strong as a believer? What can I do that'll keep me in strength, in faithfulness so that I'll have due season after due season? Let's look what Paul said because this was his commandment to the church in Ephesus. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength or power of his might. Oh, here's the, here's the key. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. What have we been talking about? The schemes of the devil what he tries to do to individuals, the schemes of the devil. Here's how you defeat them and stay in victory. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Why? Because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic, cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil, In the heavenly places. Again, if you missed the broadcast I did about the one question that Baptist Calvinist reformed theologians cannot answer. I did that broadcast last week. I referenced this verse because one of the most well-known Calvinist preachers that's now in heaven. uh, If he was elected said evil is just the absence of God. It's just nothingness. Evil is just nothingness. If that's true, then explain verse 12 here. Then what are spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places? God didn't say we wrestle against nothingness. He didn't say we wrestle against the absence of my presence. He said, we're wrestling, wrestling against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand firm. So what are these things? The first, fasten the belt of truth. The belt of truth. What is truth? The word of God. The word of God is your belt. It's the belt of truth. Fasten it on. Number two, it's the breastplate of righteousness. Righteousness, right standing with God, the position of your new creation reality. That's number two, the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. What is the gospel? The word of God. Once again, it's your belt. It's your shoes. The breastplate is righteousness. What else? Take up the shield of faith. How does faith come? By hearing and hearing by the word of God. Again, three instances of the word of God in the the armor so far. One of righteousness. Righteousness. And with that, you can extinguish all the flaming darts, not some of them, every single one of the flaming darts of the wicked one. Look at this. Take the helmet of salvation. Again, righteousness. Again, righteousness. It's your helmet. It's your breastplate. Helmet of salvation. And the sword of the spirit, which is what? The word of God. Look at that another instance of God's word. So that's four instances of the word, two instances of righteousness. Praying at all times in the spirit, with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for the saints. So notice these things here. Notice what Paul's teaching. The two areas that keep you in strength, total strength, so that you can quench every fiery dart, so that you can always be victorious in the evil day. Number one, Understand your righteousness. Understand your righteousness. That is the new creation reality, who I am in Christ. Understand your righteousness. And number two, fill yourself and surround yourself with the word of God. And pray, number three, at all times in the spirit. So Paul gives us three answers to becoming strong. Understand your righteousness. Fill yourself with the word and pray in the spirit at all times. Pray, pray, word, righteousness, prayer, word, righteousness. If your life is void of any of these elements, it's time to fill the void. Fill yourself with an understanding of righteousness, the word and prayer. You should pray every day in the Holy Ghost. Pray till you feel the anointing stir up on the inside of you, because it's one of the things that the praying in the spirit does. It builds up your most holy faith. Paul said it encourages or edifies the believer who's doing it. First Corinthians 14. You should pray in the spirit every day until you feel that stirring, that quickening power. Dr. Summerall said, Dr. Lester Summerall, he wouldn't even take a phone call in the morning to talk to another preacher to encourage somebody or to give advice until he had prayed in the Holy Ghost, until the anointing came upon him. If we're gonna be strong, and we are, these elements have to be in our lives. Understand, let me tell you what I've done to help you understand your righteousness. Number one, I created that What's Next broadcast, or, or excuse me, podcast, and videos. If you've not seen it, you can go check it out for free At miracleword.com forward slash next and what did I do I created uh, a set of videos to help people understand how to successfully live for Christ one of those videos deals with righteousness to help you understand who you are in Christ you can use it as an evangelism tool or whatever you'd like to do but no question it's available for you at miracleword.com forward slash next I want to pray for those that are watching today because it's time for strong Christians to rise up like we never have. I mean like we never have because God's looking for an army that's not backing down, not staying quiet, that's not timid, that's not uh, forfeiting their rights as a, a believer, stepping up in strength, stepping up in boldness. And I'm going to pray for those of you that are watching. Amen. That's awesome, Leslie. What a testimony. My brother-in-law is thriving in all things Holy Spirit because of your app. Thank you. Praise God. That's exciting to me. Father, I pray for every member of the Victory Tribe today, those that are listening, those that are watching. I pray in Jesus' name that whatever it was that kept us in a place of weakness before today, we refuse to be weak Christians. We refuse to be weak people. We declare in Jesus' name, that there's a new strength coming upon every one of us. As we understand our righteousness, as we fill ourselves with the Word of God, as we pray in the Holy Ghost, we thank, we thank you, Lord, things are turning. Things are turning. We will make an impact in our generation before it's too late. You're using us by your glory. We thank you for that. I thank you, Lord, that as we've uh, jumped into this new month of October that the blessing of heaven's gonna hit us. These final three months of 2021 are gonna be mind blowing, mind blowing. That even sinners will take a look and see what you've done in our lives and have to say, it was you. We thank you, Lord, for faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness. We give you honor, we give you praise, we give you glory for your goodness. Those that are believing for miracles, Lord, I pray you touch them today. Those that need healing, Send a healing touch, a virtue from heaven into their spirit, into their body. Touch them today, into their mind. I take authority over depression and anxiety and fear, spirit of fear. Loose your grip and let go of God's people. I lose peace and joy by the Holy Ghost today. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it and we give you praise. Amen. Amen. Before we go today, I want to give you an opportunity to sow that seed. Get it in the ground. Watch what God's getting ready to do for you and your family. This final three months, this is what I declared yesterday. I've got my faith on it. This final three months is going to be astounding to the natural mind. God, once again, spoke to me. He said, get ready for the best quarter of the year that you've ever experienced. Best quarter that you've ever experienced. I'm believing for it. And and, you know, in all honesty, when you look at it and see how much God has moved, it's like There's more, like seriously, you start to look at it like, it's amazing that the increase, there's no cap, there's no stop, stopping what God can do through his, through his power. So we stay faithful and I'm going to sow more in the final quarter of this year than I have in any quarter in Jesus name. And we're going to see a increase hit us like we've never seen it. And you are too. On the screen, you can see how to sow your seed, miracleword.com, all of the ways to give are there uh, on the, on the website. You can use PayPal, Cash App, Zelle, cryptocurrency. You can use uh, uh, hashtag Donate on Facebook or Twitter. All of these different things. Do whatever you whatever you feel to do. If you'd partner with us, let me show you what we want to send to you this month. Powerful book by E.W. Kenyon for the month of October, entitled "Jesus the Healer." Here's a man that understood righteousness. And by the way, I, I was encouraging you guys to study that, there's the man you want to read his books. If you want to understand righteousness, if you want to understand the in Christ revelation, get E.W. Kenyon's books and read them. The Father and His Family, Two Kinds of Righteousness, Two Kinds of Faith. His books are eye-opening and uh, and they'll, they'll change you. Yeah, the offer this month is Jesus the Healer by E.W. Kenyon. And that's who I was talking about. For your gift of $85 or more this month, we're going to send you this book and uh I'm telling you, he's so eye-opening the way he writes. He was ugly as sin, but what a what a powerful author and minister. Don't look at his picture, but read his books. <laughs> Let me say this before we go. Um People are texting me and I can't get back on Facebook servers went down. Sorry to everybody on Facebook that lost us. Um, I don't know. I don't know why Facebook's having problems. Honestly, I would prefer that everybody watch on YouTube because Facebook has been so glitchy over the past three to four months. We've talked about it. It's been ridiculously glitchy. I, I don't understand what their problem is, but YouTube's working fine. So I want to say thanks to everybody that's sowing seed and standing with us in partnership This has been the best year ever, and it's only going to get better. As I told you, we're getting ready to uh, hit greater Asia with the gospel. 90 million more homes. It's going to be amazing to see what God does. Um, Let me also say, if you'd like to get a Victory Tribe Yeti mug, there's only a few left in the store. I think there's like six or seven only. That's it. And so if you want to get it, get it while it's lasting, because they're they're gonna be gone. Uh, The Victory Tribe 20 ounce Yeti mug, and uh, you can grab it. Can't wait to see you guys in November, man. I'm so excited to see you for the Victory Tribe homecoming weekend. It's gonna be great. Let me encourage every person to come for the one night revival in Allentown, Pennsylvania, November the 12th, Victory Tribe homecoming weekend. It's gonna be at Central Assembly of God in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And uh, I cannot wait to see you there. Love you guys so much. Thanks for hanging with me, Matty. On the way out today, I think we should put on a little bit of uh, Holy Ghost aerobics. A little workout action. I love you, all booked. I don't know what that means, Matt. We're, we're, we're ready to go. The, uh, I think the banquet is, Matt. I think the banquet is all booked. But you can check with Jenna. Jenna at MiracleWord.com. I think it's totally full, but you can check. I love you guys. Have a powerful, powerful Monday. I'll see you in the morning. But if you want to get your heart pumping, but also please the Lord with your workout, here's some spiritual aerobic workouts. Love you. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.